I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Whites, your professional coach, making sure that your life and work are no less than spectacular. I'm here with Shannon Boyer. Hi, Shannon. Hello. It's it's great to have you here. And let me tell you a little bit about Shannon. Shannon Boyer is an award-winning educator with more than 20 years of experience designing courses and curriculum. She helps online course creators produce stellar content that ensures more students and people achieve amazing transformations and write raving reviews using her Your Best Course program. She's been working with her knowledge of curriculum design to help entrepreneurs showcase their experience to achieve amazing outcomes for their students and clients. All right. 20 years of experience, Shannon. Have you always wanted to um, design courses, teach, etc.? Um, it's kind of funny, actually, and th- thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Um, as a child, my I didn't know what I wanted to be. I mean, I wanted to be everything. My mother <laughs> kept saying to me, you should be a teacher, you should be a teacher, you should be a teacher. And I kept saying, no, that's too boring. Um, <laughs> and I explored a lot of different things, you know, after leaving high school, um, but eventually fell into a volunteer teaching position, teaching uh, newcomers to Canada who were learning English and I loved it. And Mm. at what point I said, if I could do this all day, every day, it wouldn't be work. And that was the light bulb moment for me that I was like, okay, this needs to be my profession. So that was kind of what started me on the path to be an educator um, and to go down this route. And it's taken, you know, I've taken different paths along the way, um, but that was the beginning. You know, we all have taken paths to get where we are. We may, this may be just a stopping ground. Things may explode in other areas, but I love that you wanted to be everything. I mean, talk about excitement and enthusiasm for life. That's mm-hmm. great. Yes. So when and as you are teaching now or or not, um, a light bulb again must have gone off in your head about how people learn and what is effective. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what you found out when you were just starting to teach or on that path? Yeah, so not at the beginning of my career, but a Several years down the road, I started working again with newcomers to Canada, and I was working with teenagers who had come to Canada 
in their teens, mostly from refugee backgrounds. So they hadn't had a lot of experience with education from back home. They had just started their education here and then they aged out of the public system and there was nowhere for them to go. They were so excited to finally be ready to learn, um, but there wasn't anywhere for them to go. So long story short, I worked with the college, we put together a special program for them. I ended up going and developing that program and teaching oh, in boy. that program. Um, and that was the beginning of my career within the college where I stayed mm. for 17 years. Wow. But what was amazing about that program was when people are teaching in college, usually they're working with students who are already successful students. They already know how to be yeah. students. To be frank, it's important to be a good post-secondary instructor or teacher. I use teacher to mean anybody who is trying to teach somebody to do something. I like that. Yeah. Um, and so it's important to be good, but it's not hugely detrimental if you're not, because your students are good students. They know how to learn. They know how mm -hmm. to teach themselves a lot of the time. With the population of students I was working with, they hadn't had that experience. They hadn't learned how to be good students. They didn't know what to do to learn. So that was pivotal in my career as an educator to, for me to figure out what do they need to do in order to learn and how can I help that process? How can I be a facilitator of that process? It inspired me to go back and get my master's degree. Um, and it just led me down the path to um, helping more and more students who were struggling, who wanted to get into post-secondary programs and were having challenges for, for different reasons. I no longer am at the college. I have pivoted again. And I'm mm. now, like you said, working with online course creators to help them deliver um, programs that will get their students. And again, I use students to mean anybody who is trying yeah, to learn um, to, yeah. to get their students to um, achieve the transformation that they promise in their wonderful marketing. So, I mean, there are several different strategies that you can use, that educators can use to um, help their students achieve their goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of, yeah. Do you want me to, do you have a question? Do you want me to go? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, Shannon. Yeah. You know, I love the fact you use students because that is anyone we're, we're trying to teach skills, experiences, etc. Um, and and again, in the realm or reframing back to uh, the people, you know, who are entrepreneurs, business owners, and a lot of the people I work with create courses so that um, they can get them excited about their products and services. So, yeah, we'll 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 reframe and we'll say students. But how is it um, that we can get people excited about our courses into the courses? And then I'd love to talk to you about um, the things you have learned to help all of us students get the concept. So first of all, what have you found out about getting people into courses that we do create online? Yeah, so the most important thing is the course is about the student. And the course is about what the student is going to learn and the transformation they're going to make and the problem that your course is going to solve for them. That has to be front and foremost of everything that you do. And too often people start by thinking, 
What do I want to achieve? What mm. do I want to teach? Mm. And that's the wrong question. The question is, what do they want to learn? And that was where the focus really needs to be. So in terms of getting people into the course, there has to be a desire from them to want to learn what you're teaching and achieve the outcome that you're promising to achieve. And I think that in order for course creators to be successful, no matter what kind of course you have or the purpose for your course, there's a mind shift, mindset shift that needs to happen. And it's that course creators need to start viewing themselves as educators. And as educators, and this is, I think, sometimes where imposter syndrome comes from. People are experts in their field, but when they start creating courses, all of a sudden they're paralyzed with fear because they start to question, who am I to teach this? I don't know how to teach, blah, blah, blah. And so that's where I really help people with like the systems and the processes of teaching and creating that content so that your students achieve those outcomes that that's great because um you know we all we all again want to share our experience we want to share something we're excited about and then yeah framing on what what thinking about what somebody will get out of the course and and really even marketing towards that's great and then putting it into a system that will be effective is you come in as as kind of that nice um, person, that nice step of oh, it, that makes sense. I'm gonna do go to point A and then point B and then point C and then check in, and uh, that's great. How would you? Um, make people more comfortable with with taking on and creating a course with you what would you say to make them more more build that confidence in teaching that course um yeah so i think one of the places where people um kind of hit that block or or reach that frustration is where it comes to breaking down the content of their course. So there are a lot of courses out there teaching how to create courses. And <laughs> most of them focus on how to build your audience, how to market, how to launch, how to put it into a platform and record your videos and all those things. Um, and then when it comes to the content, I see a lot of like, you know, brainstorm on sticky notes and put all your ideas down and then organize those sticky notes. And, and I think that's where the roadblock happens mm. because that's, that might be a good first step, but where you want to start, it's backwards planning. So starting with that goal that we just talked about, what do you want the students to achieve by the end of the course? That's the very first question that you need to ask yourself. And then the second question is, what skills do they have coming into the course? Like, what are the prerequisites? Because I think to be a responsible educator, as I hope all course creators are, you're not just trying to market to the masses and get as many people to sign up for your course as you can, you are identifying this course is for this target group of people who are coming in with these set of skills or needs or desires. So now you have the starting point and the end point. 
and then you work backwards. And that's something that not the people who are not kind of trained as educators, um, it's not natural. We start from the beginning. So you naturally start planning with, okay, first you have to learn this and then you have to learn that. No, you have to work backwards. So in order to achieve this outcome, what do they need to be able to do? And how will you know? What will it look like when they are able to do that thing? So you're asking yourselves, what are the knowledge, skills, and attitudes that this person needs to have in order to achieve this goal? And then incrementally working backwards, asking yourself, okay, well, what do they need to be able to do to do that step? And then what do they need to be able to do to do that step? And what does that look like? And how will they know if they've achieved that or if they've mastered that? How will you know if they've achieved that or mastered that? Yeah, that that's a great. Um, I, I you're just bringing up so many good points because we normally start with, oh, everyone wants to know what I have to share, um, <laughs> which would would be great, and maybe some people do, but but you know, I think knowing that they will walk away from your instruction with you know these certain set of things skills um, knowledge points i think is is really exciting because that that will get them to sign up for the course knowing that hey if i can do this i can start working on uh building my business in this way tomorrow because i'll have that knowledge absolutely yeah what um what would you say is some of of the challenges or pitfalls when we start to design a course uh, that we need to be aware of so i think the biggest pitfall is thinking that because you've said something the students have heard it because you've quote unquote taught it they've quote unquote learned it and in fact with teaching and learning Students need to be exposed to material again and again and again. Curriculum is um, recursive. It's spiraled. It, you need to keep coming back to it. You go back to the foundations. You mention things that you've mentioned before. You teach things again. Um, and and we all, I think, have had that experience where somebody has told us something or, or taught us something. And then we're like, what was that again? Yeah. Um, and so it's it's building in that kind of spiral into the curriculum um, and then also making sure that you are giving the students opportunity to use that knowledge. It's not passive. It's not just where they're taking in everything that they're giving to that you're giving to them there have to be opportunities for them to use and apply that knowledge as well. And can you give me some examples of, of how you've used um, experiential learning as part of the course so they can use the knowledge that you've taught them? Yeah, so I think um, one of the biggest things that I talk about is um, <laughs> my coworker kind of jokingly refers it as to it as my teaching voodoo, but it's not my model. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the reason he calls it that is because it's the I do, we do, you do model. And it's um, the progressive release of responsibility as you teach something. So you first would demonstrate something. So that's the I do. 
And then we do, you do something together uh, with the teacher's guidance. And then the you do um, is that the, the student is going to do it on their own. And then the next step of that, I like to add a fourth step, which is the second you do. I do, we do, you do, you do. And the you do is the application of that step. So I'm helping um, someone with a course right now. She's just launching it. Um, it's a multiple six-figure course, um, and it's teaching students how to create quilt patterns, how to design quilt wow. patterns. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing course. Um, Elizabeth Chapel from Quilters Candy is the, the person who runs it. And so she teaches the minute skills of how to use Adobe Illustrator and Adobe InDesign. And then she shows how to apply that to um, designing quilt patterns and wow. how that goes into it. And then the students, by the end of it, are able to take those skills and apply them to their own creations. And they work in small groups and they do peer um, review um, to tech edit each other's patterns and it's very um, experiential hands-on course. Well that uh, that's that's quite a challenge because you've got you've got a lot of aspects you've got the computer aspects the design aspects but it, it really sounds like coming back small group gatherings um, checking and getting feedback going back out learning more and then coming back again is this stair-stepping way to learn about that yeah and spiraled because and, they're going yeah. back to the curriculum right they're going back they're not just taking in those technical skills um, that she's teaching for Illustrator or InDesign and then moving on, moving and forgetting about it, constantly coming back and using those skills and applying those skills to have mastery, um, you know, down the road. Wow, that's wonderful. That's great. Um, so what, um, you know, what, and we've all had this challenge is we're teaching a course um, and we're not seeing the light bulbs going off on people's eyes. We're not seeing the nodding like, oh, yeah, I get that. What would you do in that case as you're teaching the course? You only have so much time. How would you backtrack? Yeah, that's a great question. And two things kind of pop to my mind. One is that the students probably didn't have enough background knowledge going into that lesson. So you are ahead of where they're at and you've probably lost them from the get go. And so that does take backtracking. You know, that's teaching is fluid. Like if you're teaching something live, um, that's fluid and you need to just stop and say, OK, there's a piece missing here. And that's where the skill comes in is trying to figure out what is that missing piece so that, you know, you can you can regroup. If you're doing it in an online course that's not live, hopefully you have a live component. I think that student-teacher interaction is huge, especially in this day of chat GPT. Mm. Um, you know, you need to have that human component to your course. You need to have that student-teacher interaction. So if you have your lessons pre-recorded, but you're getting a lot of questions and students are very confused and you're like, okay, this missed the mark. I need to redo this the next time I launch this course. How do I fix it this time? So hopefully you have a live component where you can then kind of do that backtracking or fill in that missing background information that they don't have. The second thing that comes to mind is that you may be speaking to theoretically and not 
practically. You're not using real life examples. You're not making it concrete and connecting it to something that the students uh, know, something that's in their schema already. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, so what I'm hearing is, you know, even though parts of your course may have been pre-recorded and you're using that to really have the the uh, time in the middle of those parts just to say all right how are we doing does everybody get this any questions before we move on yeah absolutely I mean, I, it, any quality course a high quality course has three ways that students are interacting in the course so the first way is the student to contact content interactions and so that's with text material workbooks videos whatever you have that's one component unfortunately some courses start there and they're like here's my course but there's two more components the second is the student to instructor interaction and so there does need to be some way that students can ask you questions give you feedback you can see what they're doing you can give them feedback and then the third is the student to student interaction so is there community is there a way for students to work together in groups have an accountability partner whatever it is those are the three things that really a high quality course is going to take into consideration that those are great suggestions you know you did mention chat GBT. GBT. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what you meant by that. That perked up my ears because I know that's always a challenge with teachers. Um, yeah. And are there students going to chat to get their answers and et cetera? What uh, did you mean by that? Yeah, well, actually, and I was talking from this teacher's perspective. So I'm getting a lot of ads on Instagram right now that are like, create a course in five days. We can teach you how to use GPT, chat GPT to, you know, create a course. Well, you may be able to create a course. There's, there's a lot of um, content that you can pull out of something like chat GPT. It will, can give you an outline, those kinds of things. So, so that's why it's kind of changing the face of online courses because anybody can go and put some prompts into chat GPT and it will spit out a generic course. So yeah, in a short period of time, you can put together a course. The question is, what do they mean by a course? Is it a high quality course? Does it you know, include those components that I just talked about? Does it ensure that students achieve a transformation or is it just a piece of content that you can market and make some quick money off of maybe, um, but that doesn't have longevity because your students are not completing it. They're not achieving a transformation. They're not referring it to other people. Um, so that's kind of what I meant. Um, you know, there's ability for people to just go and get the bones of a course and the, and the um, knowledge portion of course, from, you know, artificial intelligence, but there is so much more that goes into a high quality course, especially if you want to stand out in your field. Yeah. And, and especially if you want to share your passions about your subject and, you know, like with all marketing, as you mentioned before, how do we stand out and differentiate ourselves from the other person who's just getting this course teaching it we want we we are taking the course from a particular instructor because we want 
we want to know the background. We want to know their experiences. We want to know their challenges, how they've solved it. And again, what makes them different from everyone else? And that's where we can build a reputation for ourselves. We can have, you know, start having success with multiple courses, et cetera. So great point <laughs> about chat, you know, using chat for a lot of things. Uh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Now, um, just talking about, you know, marketing the course, um, what is one metric that will help you scale your online courses with fewer marketing dollars, less stress to yourself, in addition to, again, um, being different? Yeah. So it's interesting because I hear people, again, when they're marketing their courses, or especially the courses on how to teach courses, <laughs> often they're talking about how much they made in their launch, right? So they had like a five-figure launch day or a six-figure launch or whatever. That metric doesn't mean a, a lot to me because it's speaking a lot to how good the marketing is. You marketed something, you marketed it well, a lot of people signed up for it. What I'm interested in in terms of mar uh, your metric to determine is are you running a successful course that has uh, longevity is what are your completion rates? What are your student completion rates? Because that is going to tell you what's the quality of your course. How much work do you need to be putting into your course to improve it? And unfortunately, the average for online courses right now in terms of student completion rates is very low. Um, it's 10 to 15 percent. My goodness. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity for growth. There's a lot of money being left on the table. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity to stand out as having, you know, a stellar course that people want to take and refer others to. And, and then the other thing, too, is if they haven't completed your course, they haven't achieved the transformation that you promised. I believe, again, that mindset of an educator, an educator has a responsibility to their students and it's a shared responsibility. So I think it's a 50-50 partnership between the educator and the student. And the educator's responsibility is to make sure that they're delivering stellar content that breaks down the concept into bite-sized chunks um, and facilitates the process of learning so that students can achieve that transformation, so they can finish the course, so they can buy other products from mm -hmm. you because they're so excited by what they've learned from you, refer their friends, become amazing affiliates, but the student also has a part of that responsibility as well. They need to show up. They need to do the work. They need to put in the effort. But I think it's important for course creators to adopt that educator's mindset that they do have a responsibility. The responsibility doesn't end after the person hands over their money. That's just the beginning. Right. I, 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 I'm hearing that um, there needs to be accountability from really both parties but it, i believe it it starts with the teacher with the educator and really thinking about what kind of high quality course they can put together what will keep the students interested how do you um, work towards that student's completion Perhaps you need to have a conversation with that person offline to figure out what's going on, to keep them interested if they are backing away. 
and learn in the process about why they're backing away so you can pivot and they help them to pivot as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great, great, uh, great things that I'm hearing to really help people. So Shannon, you work with people in developing everything that we have talked about over this uh, last half hour or so. Mm -hmm. How can people learn more about what you have to offer? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. So um, there's two main places where people can get in contact with me, of course, Instagram. So I'm Shannon L. Boyer, B-O-Y-E-R on Instagram. And my website is the same, www.shannonlboyer.com. And on my website, I have a section, um, freebies, um, where people can go and download the seven things your course must include to max student referrals. So it's a guide and a checklist that anyone, it can be used for courses or for memberships, actually, because memberships have content as well. Um, And so you can go through your own uh, course and kind of audit it and make sure that you have these um, key aspects in it. I've also had people download it who haven't yet created a course or membership because they want to know what should they be doing. And then at the end of that guide, there's an opportunity to sign up for a free discovery call with me if you think you'd like to work with me one-on-one. And then also a coupon code for um, a discount on your first hour of of coaching with me. Um, And so that's mostly what I'm doing right now is working um, one-on-one with people to help them create that stellar content that's going to get them and their students the outcomes they want. Great. Well, that that's very generous of you to put together the uh, step-by-step checklist and guide so we know that these things are included, which is great. Yeah. All right. Well, Shannon, I want to thank you so much. Um, for giving us your time, your knowledge, an offering of a discovery call, etc. Um, really said some great things and really um, working towards not only the creator's behalf, but for the student's behalf. Thank you so much for having me and I've enjoyed speaking to you and great question. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, Shannon, you take care. Thanks, you too. All right, great. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com